This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. An economic opportunity is partnering with the Illinois Manufacturing Excellence Center, combining resources including workforce support, market leadership, innovation, and more. The Illinois Department of Insurance has announced record high enrollment for the health insurance marketplace open enrollment period. According to federal CMS data, nearly 400,000 Illinoisans enrolled in Affordable Care Act marketplace plans during open enrollment. For more stories, podcasts, and videos, stop by our website anytime. You can find us online at nowdecatur.com. This is a Fox News alert. Five missing Marines found dead. I'm Dave Anthony, confirming the military's worst fears that after losing contact with the helicopter they were on. A statement from the 3rd Marine Aircraft Wing says all five Marines with Heavy Helicopter Squadron 361 lost their lives when their chopper crashed on Tuesday night during stormy weather in the mountains outside San Diego. The CH-53E Super Stallion helicopter vanished while returning to Marine Corps Air Station Miramar in San Diego after training at Creech Air Force Base northwest of Las Vegas. Fox's Tanya J. Powers, the U.S. military has retaliated again in the Middle East, killing the commander of an Iran-backed militia. The Pentagon says it targeted a leader of a group named Kataib Hezbollah in the Iraqi capital, Baghdad. Kataib Hezbollah has been linked to the attack which killed three U.S. soldiers at a military base in Jordan last month. Fox's Jonathan Savage. Next hour, the Supreme Court considers a case that could be a big deal for the election as former President Trump appeals the ruling in Colorado, removing him from the 2024 primary ballot, saying he incited the 2021 Capitol riot. Citing the Constitution's Insurrection Clause, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment to be specific, which has never been used in history to disqualify a presidential candidate. The measure passed in 1868 to keep Confederates from holding office. Trump's legal team firing back. Quote, the American people, not courts or election officials, should choose the next president of the United States. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson, former President Trump, was left off the ballot in Nevada on purpose. In Tuesday's primary, that didn't count, so he could instead take part in today's Nevada's Republican caucuses that will award delegates. But Nikki Haley refused to pay to take part, opting instead to be in the primary, losing to a none-of-the-above option, and she tells Fox... We knew the whole thing was rigged, and so we didn't put a dollar or a day into it. Marianne Williamson has dropped out of the Democratic race after finishing far behind President Biden in two primaries. America's listening to Fox News. It's 2024. Do you honestly think the government is looking out for you? Do they have your back? We have political chaos, global wars, no border protection, and our leadership telling you about pronouns and electric cars. It's time to take a hard look at protecting yourself and your family. It's time to visit the Oxford Gold Group. Call the Oxford Gold Group at 833-995-GOLD and order the investment guide or make a purchase of precious metals and get up to $2,500 in free gold. 833-995-GOLD. Looking for top-notch personal protection? The Smith & Wesson Equalizer is here to level the playing field. Easy-to-rack slide, easy-to-control ergonomic grip. It's designed for you. With a 10, 13, and 15-round magazine included, size up for better control or size down for easier concealment. Don't miss out on the opportunity to upgrade your safety. Visit your local dealer now. To learn more about the Equalizer, visit smith-wesson.com. Smith & Wesson, empowering Americans. All capacity sizes may not be available in your jurisdiction. Be sure to check your local laws and regulations. Look at our top Fox News story. Five Marines confirmed dead in the helicopter that crashed during a storm in the mountains east of San Diego. It went down during a flight from a base in Nevada to California. In Pennsylvania, six to eight people remain unaccounted for in the charred remains of a house gutted by flames in suburban Philadelphia. It was believed set on fire after police responded to a shooting which led to a shootout. It is our terrible fear that they may be inside that house when it was burned. We are hopeful that that is not true. Delaware County DA Jack Stolsteimer, two police officers were injured in the shootout. The Senate may vote today trying to advance a military aid package for Israel and Ukraine and Taiwan after a bigger bill that included border security provisions to stop illegal immigration failed to advance, angering Democrats who say Republicans caved because former President Trump told them to. But GOP Senator Rand Paul tells Fox. From the beginning, I think this has been a ruse. It has never really been about the border. That was a token. That was a bone that was going to be thrown to conservatives. But they were always worried that if conservatives got wind that it was a ruse, that it wasn't a real border reform, if people like Laura Ingram or Hannity somehow got wind of this, that you would discuss the bill, look at the bill, and that it would be destroyed.
Meanwhile, the war keeps raging in Gaza after the latest ceasefire attempt failed. That ceasefire proposal that was put forward by Hamas was quickly rejected by the Israelis, who called the plan delusional. Now, a delegation of Hamas leadership headed to Cairo to continue conversations with Egyptian negotiators, but those discussions are expected to be very challenging. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu laid out the aims of his country, indicating that the war won't end until Hamas is completely defeated in Gaza. Netanyahu's statement came hours after a meeting with U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken. That's Fox's Trey Yanks. Blinken is now headed back to the U.S. On Wall Street, stock futures are mixed ahead of today's trading. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Score great savings on your bathroom update during Menard's Super Sale. Check out our great selection of showerheads from Waterpick. They have innovative, sleek designs with PowerPulse Therapeutic Massage. Enjoy a better shower experience today with Waterpick. Right now, pick up a matte black dual dock seven spray setting showerhead for $49.99. Check out this and other great deals going on now during Menard's Super Sale. Prices good through February 11th. Save big money at Menard's. When you have car trouble and need a tow, trust Shaner's Towing. Shaner's of Decatur is your best choice for business towing solutions in central Illinois. Roadside assistance, farming, towing and recovery, auto repairs and tires and more. If you're looking for a fast and reliable partner for all auto and heavy duty needs, just visit Shaner'sTowing.com. Trust Shaner's and save their number, 875-2200. That's 875-2200. When accidents happen, when you need a repair, trust Shaner's Towing. Here is Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. Today we've got a slight chance of showers between 11 a.m. 2 p.m. Partly sunny, high near 60. Tonight, partly cloudy and windy with a low around 47. For Friday, sunny with a high of 64. Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 48. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 46 degrees. Your WSOY time is 806. This look at your weather brought to you by Shaner's Towing. Fast, reliable, 24-hour towing in the Decatur area. Give Shaner a call 217-875-2200. We'll give you all the info you need for the big game weekend. Debbie Bogle will be stopping by from the United Way. And uh, I don't know. We're going to give away line eye tickets maybe today, maybe tomorrow. Courtesy of First Mid. The company starts now. Buyers and Company. WSOY 1340 AM. 103.3 FM. Streaming live at NowDecatur.com. Plus the story of that man in France. Oh, going for a world record. Years, years, years. Building an Eiffel Tower with 700,000 plus matchsticks, 26 feet high. And he's found out he used the wrong matchsticks. No, so the, the height or whatever the length isn't right. Oh, no. Don't you feel awful? Oh, yeah. Richard Plowd's dreams of making the world's tallest matchstick sculpture may have gone up in smoke. The Frenchman spent the last eight years painstakingly piecing together 706,900 matchsticks to make a 23.6-foot model of the Eiffel Tower, easily beating the existing record by two feet in height. But, he says, last week the Guinness Book of World Records had bad news for him. He used the wrong type of matchsticks to qualify for a record because they weren't commercially available. Come on, Guinness. <laughs> I've dealt with them. This sounds like them. I'm, I'm not kidding. Okay. Well, the worst experience that I ever had. Doing what? 
Well, I had a nice experience. I was going to try to set a record and they, they helped me. I was going to try to set the highest gamer score in 24 hours and they really were very helpful in figuring that out. I'd have to have a medic on hand all 24 hours, all this different stuff. But one time I uh, helped post a press release and I grabbed a logo of theirs that was slightly different, slightly altered. Right. And they didn't say, Hey, can you switch it out for this? They sent me a cease and desist letter. <laughs> For promoting their stuff with a slightly wrong logo. Okay. They write to the lawyers. Well, I isn't that the way most of this stuff works these days? Or the person that sent it to me could have said, hey, can you use this logo? Thanks Having grown tired of buying matches <laughs> from the supermarket and manually removing the sulfur heads of each one, Plowd struck a deal with a manufacturer to sell 33-pound boxes of headless matches. So... He just kind of circumvented the... Right, the, skipped the step. Yeah. When I opened them, it was like Christmas, he said, with, while more convenient, the choice of match, which can't be bought by regular customers in shops, appears to have possibly killed his world record dream. Although, uh, Plout says that the invoices for the matches, as well as evidence from independent observers, will prove that his record attempt was within the rule. So I, this isn't completely done. He's getting you, that record. I, I don't know. Does anything in the world make sense anymore? I mean, most stuff does. Yeah, not when it comes to lawsuits and companies like the Guinness Book of World Records. Is it a thing still with yes. young people? Yeah. They know what the Guinness Book of World Records is. When I was a kid, a book came out every year. Oh, yeah. You know? I love that thing. Yeah. But I don't see that much. I mean, I, I don't, I, I think was, did Stephanie try something with the boats or something down there at the yeah. festival last yeah. year? They, yeah, they tried that. I think she told me short. that guy was a pain. Yeah. Like, I know it's a world record, but they kind of seem like they take it really seriously. They do. They take it real serious. But I don't know that anybody else does, even the people that like it. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, down to, like like I said, I was trying to do an endurance thing of just sitting on a couch and playing video games. Oh, and they were maybe required... those guys that die in South Korea trying well, to make a record. That's what they were trying to avoid. Yeah. you got to have EMS available. You've got to have scheduled bathroom breaks. You have to do all this. Well, that's a really good use of EMS's time. <laughs> right. But it would be on my dime, 24 hours of, man, it's just, there's a lot to it. This guy, if they're allowed to cut off the match heads, which sounds like they are. Yeah. Well, that's how they build them. Because right. otherwise how, it wouldn't make would any work? sense. Right. You know, one spark. Right. Yeah. I mean, and so if you end up with this much stick, that's like you're doing the same thing. And some guy can apparently buy match sticks like that because that some guy did. I. Here's my receipt. I'm that guy. <laughs> Just call him up. There's also the other side of this, if you will grant me a minute. to Yeah, sure. If you're spending eight years of your life mm -hmm. trying to do this thing, would you not, I mean. Have looked. Have said, is this okay? Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I just, first of all, I can't, I, nothing for eight years. Um, no, thank you. Raising kids, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> and I doubt he's, I mean, I bet he's was tinkering on it every day, a little bit here, a little bit there. It does, 706,000 match heads. That's a lot of tinkering. Or match bodies, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, no match heads. That's yeah. the thing in dispute. Well, no, the he didn't remove the match heads himself. himself. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. And then you get the ridiculous on top of the ridiculous. Uh, uh, the For those of you not familiar, uh, the Andretti family has been trying to get a new F1 team based out of Indianapolis, but yeah. would you, you know make go from 10 teams to 11 teams. Now, they've had more than 10 teams mm -hmm. in the past. And they were rejected, uh, uh, by the governing body. And evidently they, part of the rejection stated that we asked you to come to a meeting that you didn't come to. Right. Sounds like he, they slighted him. And Andretti said, wait, we don't know about any invitation. And it was in their spam email. <laughs> now I know this is something everyone can relate to, but you would think. I mean, you've got Cadillac, you've got, I mean, this is like a humongous deal worth billions of dollars sure. at the end of the day. Yep. And no one's checking spam. Right. And also on the flip side, uh, they didn't even reply to your email. They sent and some staffers who sent it over. Like, 
Maybe a little follow-up on either side would be. It's just almost impossible to believe that what we do is an everyday kind of thing in our lives is at that level. Right. And, and It went to spam. How does an F1, I mean, you're having correspondence. <laughs> How does that email go to spam and no one within the Andretti empire checks spam? I check my spam almost, not as, I'd say one out of every times I, I one out of every 10 times I check my email, I check my spam. I don't think I'm that often because I know what 99.9% of it is. I just take a glance. I can't, I, I mean, I just... I, I want to make sure, but it's almost my spam's pretty good. I'll, I'll be honest. But. I, I will tell you that that I feel like I am in a different situation than you, and probably even the Andrettis, is that for I've had the same email address for twenty eight years, yeah. and I get eight hundred spam emails a day. Yeah, it's hard to glance through eight hundred emails. Yeah, but also. I, whatever email I miss isn't worth billions of dollars. Right. Also, just a courtesy follow-up in either direction, probably. If you really need to get a hold of me. Yeah. It's weird. That we're in full negotiations. There's billions on the table, but this is where the line is. They're ghosting you on an email. And I like the fact that there was initial outrage. We never got invited to a meeting. Right. Oops. Right. I kind of like this story. It sort of makes me feel less bad about not that, checking my missing spam. something, yeah. Also, that's become like the the way people talk. Yeah, I sent that over to check your spam. I mean, it's like it is something that people just say. I know. It's also strange in all of the ways that we have to communicate today that we seem that like we're not as good as we used to be, even though it's so much easier. Because well, we like if you don't get a response to the email, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, there are the kinds of people who will go, uh, like, almost immediately, hey, yeah. did you get my email? That's annoying. Right. Yes, I got your email. Your email wasn't important enough for me to put everything down I was doing and respond to you immediately. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like we have those different time level things, like a text versus an email versus, like, that there's a different approach and return on all of those. They're absolutely I don't know what they are. I don't know what the, you know, how long is a text response? You know, like what's the window of time? Mm -hmm. What's the window of time to respond to an email? You know, what's the window of time? And here, here's a clue for you to respond to a Facebook message. Never. Yeah, Facebook is not the threshold. Not yeah. when you're trying to send a news release or get us to cover a story. It's the worst way. Mm -hmm. A, and I'll tell you why. Just technically, you maybe never thought about this. This is a tip for you if you're an agency, a, a charity. Um, when you have six or seven people on a, a Facebook page, once someone opens that, the rest of them don't see that it's there. That's right. And so... It might be somebody who has nothing to do with getting back to you that opens that, and then it, it doesn't show us that there's anything there. Yeah, it, it takes away the sense of urgency for everyone else. Well, but there's not even a notification right. for you then. Right, it's over. Yep. So how long to respond to an email? It's context-driven. I don't think there's a standard rule. But it's longer than a text. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And it depends on when it was sent or received. You send it on Friday afternoon. Monday's the best you're getting, probably. Uh, best. Yeah. I mean, unless there's a hey. Uh, okay. Okay. Let, let's put aside emergencies. Yes. You know, I mean, I'm or talking things that are under deadlines. Yeah. No. Let's just talk. I'm talking about just regular contact. Yeah. Yep. First of all, we told you all, we, we taught a little class uh, for the Community Foundation that your open rate on a Friday afternoon is about 5%. That's right. Which means 95% of the time they're not even opening it. That's right. Or also let's, let's play that out for just a second. There are a lot of people that are responsible to their email that look at it and go, Oh, okay. And they have good intentions about it. And then the weekend happens and you've forgotten about it. And then Monday morning it's 500 emails. Yeah. Down. It, it, you know, and, and so I may have looked at it. Right. But if I'm on my, fr on my weekend or I'm in the middle of something, I'm not back at my desk till Monday. It, it may get that may never happen. Right. I'm better to have left it closed and not even look at it till Monday. Right. 
And I think that there are people out there, and I don't think there's, there's anything wrong with it necessarily, but I just think the strategy is bad. If you're sending your email out, not thinking at all about the convenience of the person you're sending it to and only thinking about, well, I've got time now to do this, that may be a bad strategy. Well, well, it, okay, so I agree with that. The, the, the reality is if you have to do that, if your time is limited in a way that this is when you have to do it, what comes with that are the circumstances of that maybe not being the best time for effectiveness for yourself. Meaning like, hey, I don't have time at 8 a.m. on a on a Wednesday to send out this work-related email, which would be the best time because I know they're at their desk doing mm-hmm. their job. I have time to do it Thursday night at 11.50 p.m. I have to accept the fact that I may have missed my window and, and I'm reducing the likelihood of the thing that I fit in my schedule. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm right. just saying the it strategy. It reduces the effectiveness. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's what we're saying. Yeah. And, and most of this stuff is inconsequential. Most of the time. Most of it. Yep. The Andretti's might have lost a shit. An entire, <laughs> entire industry. They have engineers. They have cars. They have buildings. I, I just, it's just, I can't even fathom it. It would be like saying, uh, uh, Roger Goodell going, what do you mean Las Vegas said yes? <laughs> like no one saw the email. Right. And it they're was, in Minnesota. It's funny you say the word Minnesota. Literally the Vikings, it's your turn to pick, and then the clock ran out. So what happens is they just go to the next team. Yeah. Like how do you just not? I, I don't know. How do you not communicate? I, in some ways I kind of, it, it makes me feel okay. Like, like oh, even they can at do that, that. Level, at yep. that level. If I miss something. It's right. not that big a deal. Yeah, the stakes aren't you. You or I have not touched a deal that is that big. And, and then I, I will also give you my other favorite before we go to the break. My other favorite is when people reach out and contact you via email or whatever, yeah. and then they tell you the very limited window they will be available to speak to you. Right. Right. I would like to talk to you, Nick. I'm sending you an email. Right. Yep. But I'm available. Between 11.30 and noon on Thursday. Yep. Yeah, if that works for you, it needs to work for you. (laughs) Also, it'll suck when I can't make my own time, that small window, and I've moved everything. (laughs) I hate when they pick a time and they can't make it. I know, I know. That's funny. All right. Well, it happens to the big boys and the big girls, too. So uh, there you have it. New Netflix Red Sox series coming. Oh, that's interesting. They're following them for the 2014 baseball season. 2024? Or 2024. And Theo's back in some capacity to that group. Right? Yeah, this could be neat. I think so. Mm -hmm. I don't hate the Red Sox. No. What I love about living in the Midwest is I don't have to choose between the Yankees and the Red Sox. I can like both. Yeah. You're there. It's one or the other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no crossover there. Yeah. But, I, you know, the Red Sox have such a great story. And when I was a kid, they had, oh, my God, did they have the players. Yes. Is that like that era? Huh? Uh, Carl Yastrzemski? Uh, more, yes, but I'm thinking about that. Jim Rice? Jim Rice and, and Freddie Lynn. Yeah, and, okay. I mean, they had fun players. They sure did. Fisk was probably there yep. at that time. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And then, you know, all the way up through uh, Nomar and Big Poppy and all those. They've had some really oh, fun Oh, that 30 players. for 30 about them finally winning a World Series. Oh, that Johnny is Damon. great. Yeah. Love that team. Yeah, it's I read that watch. yesterday and I thought, well, okay, we're almost through every sport now. Yeah. And I got to thinking, what's left? You've got tennis. You've got golf. You've got rugby. You've got soccer. You've got Formula One. You've got football with the quarterback series. Yeah. You've got the Tour de France. You have bike. Uh, you, you know, what's left? Hockey? Hockey? We just got NASCAR. Yeah, man, I I dig it. I try to consume as much of this stuff as possible. I like the vehicle. I like human stories, and I and the the vehicle of sports does it for me. And 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 what what we should all really literally be thanking. I mean, the the, literally uh, the it was HBO and NFL Films that started all of this. I know Netflix gets all the glory, but the recipe is right out of Hard Knocks. And Hard Knocks gives you the feels that none of those have figured out how to replicate. And it's the music and, and the and the voice. Oh, I, I think Drive to Survive does. 
that the goosebumpy kind of thing that they do with the, that I don't man get, that last race at Abu Dhabi with with oh, Max and Lewis Hamilton was the most exciting TV I've ever watched in my life. Oh, the stakes of that! Oh my god, uh, the whole thing was on the line right there. there, there there's the whole I thing. don't I don't think not having watched it real time, but yeah. you know consuming it through that the build up of that season, all of it. That ending was as dramatic and 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 in it, no matter which side you were on, that was unbelievable. Yeah. And I'm sure the race felt that way watching it live, but the way they were able to cut and get in and the radio messages and all the stuff that you wouldn't have seen all of it real time. That's the most dramatic TV I think I've ever watched in my life. Yeah. Um, that last episode. Yep. I agree with that. What season did that work out to be? Uh, that was season four. Yeah. A couple of years, yeah, a couple of years back. The final episode, yeah. the final race, you know, literally going in statistically tied you think about what that point total looked like this year i I, I mean and that was unbelievable whether you were a hamilton fan or a stappen fan or you were like me this is all learning me and i just these are two uh, this is unbelievable i know all right let's take a break for our three-day forecast we'll come back bogo will be with us momentarily stay tuned here's nick with your three-day forecast Today, we've got a slight chance of showers between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m., partly sunny, high near 60. Tonight, partly cloudy and windy with a low around 47. For Friday, sunny with a high of 64. Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 48. Current temperature in downtown Decatur is 46 degrees. Your WSOY time is 825. Hi, this is Dave Brandon from Hickory Point Bank. Not only are we locally owned, we're locally active. We participate in the daily life of the Decatur community, serving on nonprofit boards, volunteering for fundraisers, and participating in events. Everything that helps support local businesses and families helps make life fun and engaging right here. After all, if you want your community to grow and thrive, there's no better way than to invest your time, which is why we'll always be fully invested in you. Hickory Point Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Get ready to groove with Here Come the Mummies. Join the fun at the Decatur Indoor Sports Center on March 2nd for a legendary night of music and entertainment. This eight-piece band is sure to get you moving with their unforgettable performance. Don't miss out on this one-of-a-kind show. Get tickets now at DecaturIndoorSportsCenter.com. Here Come the Mummies. Live at the Decatur Indoor Sports Center on March 2nd. Doors open at 6 p.m. Show starts at 7 You've set your financial goals. One kid plans to go Big Ten, the other Ivy. Your bucket list includes seaside sunrises and sunsets on the slopes, or perhaps a second home away from it all. Busey Bank can help develop the right investment strategy to take charge of the years ahead. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. United Way Trivia Night is back again. This time courtesy of Design Air Heating and Air Conditioning. Join us Saturday, February 24th at the Hall at 520 for a full night of trivia plus 50-50 and heads and tails games to win some cash. Cost is $25 per person. Teams can be from one to eight players. And sign-ups begin at 530, trivia at 6. United Way Trivia Night 2024, Saturday, February 24th, courtesy of Design Air, where owner Josh Maurer keeps you warm and cozy all winter long. Let's go, girls. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. I'm going out tonight. I'm feeling all right. Going to let it all hang out. Back here on our big Thursday show, heading into the big weekend. So they, the baseball... Um, documentary crew or the people who are putting this together with the Red Sox are, are reporting with them to spring training and then they'll be with them the entire season. And they said that they will be more embedded than the credentialed media. So you're going to get stuff you, even if it's a baseball fan, you don't normally get access to. Awesome. A lot of that downtime stuff we need to see. Right. Yeah, cool. Uh, and the, there was a whole process. They had to meet with like, and, and the Red Sox reached out to Netflix 
not necessarily just to be the Red Sox, but they thought Major League Baseball should be looking at this. And so then they met the Players Association, like 10 of the Red Sox players. I mean, there was a whole lot of meetings that started back in 2021. That's neat. That's a long time to come to fruition. But there's probably no sport that needs this more than baseball. Yeah, I think so. It's boring to the kids. It's too long. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're, they've made some strides in that way. I think. No, they have, yeah. but but that doesn't. The strides are only seen by the audience you already have. If you don't bring That's in right. the new, they don't know strides have been made. Right. They just think of baseball as being kind of old fashioned and fit. I mean, think baseball has been its own worst enemy for a very long time. A lot, lot of mistakes they've made. I mean, even. I mean, the idea, the sports writers, the Hall of Fame, I mean, they, they have just been sort of like, we don't want you, we don't need you, this is our little club, we're not changing anything. More than any other sport. I agree. So they would, I would think, stand to benefit from something like this more than any of the others that have already done this. Like, I don't think the NFL needs hard knocks. No. But it might get some eyeballs to that show that wouldn't normally watch on a Sunday. They're covering their bases. All right, we got to take a break for news. Back with more after this. This is R.J. Crace with your stories now. After state lawmakers didn't pass a child tax credit last year, advocates are back in Springfield to propose a scaled-back version of the policy, which they say would still reduce child poverty and spur economic growth. The new proposal would create a $300 per child refundable tax credit for families earning less than the state's median income, which is about $75,000 for couples and $50,000 for single parents. The bill has not been assigned to a committee. Another pair of bills introduced this week aimed to create a safer online environment for children. One would help parents set stronger privacy settings and change how companies use children's data. Another would require social media companies to have a customer service line where concerned users could report inappropriate content that would need to be removed within three days. A third bill, still in development, would require social media platforms to create an identity verification process. More stories, podcasts, and videos at NowDecatur.com. Signed Therese Crowley, all five U.S. Marines aboard a heavy lift helicopter that went missing in a California storm are confirmed dead this morning. Their chopper found near Pine Valley, California, never made it to the base at Miramar, north of San Diego. The bodies being recovered. Supreme Court hears the appeal of Donald Trump's lawyers, whether the 14th Amendment insurrection ban enacted to keep Confederate officers out of the government can be used to keep Donald Trump off the ballot. Maine and many states with similar moves are watching. Another presidential candidate, spiritual author Marianne Williamson, ends her Democrat primary challenge to Joe Biden. We could to shed some light in some very darkened times. For that, I will always be so grateful. Trader Joe's issuing a recall for its frozen rice pilaf over rocks in the pilaf. One customer had a dental injury. America is listening to Fox News. Don't miss your chance to cheer on Fighting Illini basketball this season. Deafening in here, 15,000, another shutout. We need all of Illini Nation to help us defend State Farm Center. And Illinois overcomes their largest deficit of the season. Great seat locations are still available for you to see Illinois basketball live this season. The Illini win it. Get your tickets today at FightingIllini.com. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Their U.S.-based restoration specialists are dedicated to helping solve identity theft issues, and all plans are backed by the million-dollar protection package, which means if you lose money because of identity theft, LifeLock will reimburse you to the limits of your plan. Go to LifeLock.com and save up to 25% your first year with promo code CLAY. Here's a look at your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast today. Slight chance of showers between 11 and 2. Partly sunny, high near 60. Tonight, partly cloudy and windy, low around 47. For Friday, sunny with a high of 64. Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 48. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 46 degrees. Your WSOI time is 8.33.
You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. All right, who is this? Blues Brothers. They performed at the Super Bowl? They did. When? Well, <laughs> while, they, while they were both alive. I don't, well, I don't Dan Aykroyd's still alive. Is it, well, it was both of them, if I remember right. Well, it would have had to have been to That's be the Blues saying. Brothers. Right. Uh, so, 80, I, I just have no recollection of that. Yeah, it's one of those, like, uh, grainy VHS quality sort of things <laughs> you can find on YouTube. But, yeah, they were there. Was it one of those multi-performer kind of things? That I don't remember. I just remember it from montages. Oh, uh, okay. Hang on a second. Now I got to get this. Uh, oh, no. that you're, you're totally wrong. John Belushi had been dead a long time. It was just Dan Aykroyd? It was John Goodman and oh, yeah. Dan Aykroyd and some <laughs> stupid yes. kid. Yes, I do remember that now. 1997. It was, uh, yes. In New Orleans. Let me check out the reception and critical. Because <laughs> uh, there was like, I want to say ZZ Top, maybe it was one of those combo yeah. shows where they didn't have one headliner. They and, had, and it was the ones where they took turns. Like it wasn't like they were going in and out and mixing. It was like. Your turn, this, and over here is... All right, here's what one critic wrote at the time in 1997. <laughs> Debbie Bogle's in the studios, by the way. I almost forgot her name. Hi, Debbie. You can't forget her name. It's printed right in front of you. Almost. Um, <laughs> the Chicago Tribune said, putting the Blues Brothers in between James Brown and ZZ Top was like putting prime roast beef and moldy bread together. <laughs> oh, man. I think... It was product placement. Was there not a sequel to the movie that had the kid and John Goodman that uh, no one watched? Uh, Do you remember what I mean? Yes. Huh? Yes. Oh, so, it was ZZ Top and, and James Brown. James Brown, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the Blues Brothers did Everybody Needs Somebody to Love, Soul Man. And then Brown, James Brown did I Got You, I Feel Good, was the yep. get up, uh, I feel like a sex machine. Yeah. Uh, and then ZZ Top did Tush, uh, Tush and uh, Legs and Give Me Some Love. 1997. All right. Evidently not a memorable one. <laughs> How you doing, Debbie Bogle? I am doing great. Thank you for the nameplate. Well, it was, you know, I just wanted to make sure you remembered me. Well, I, it says Deborah. I always have, yes. I struggle with that. I um, know. Not that there's anything wrong with Deborah. Well, that had, so this is the my White House um, uh I see, tag? The, I see. Yeah, I, you didn't bring this in for me. You brought this in to, to brag. She, I did. Listen, I, I'm going to throw her <laughs> under the bus for a second. At our United Way board meeting, I've got my same thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I've got my janky one that doesn't even have my business on it. And she's got the White House seal on hers just showing us all up. <laughs> I'm going to figure out a way to make a better one. Uh, Some ridiculous. Well, I was I was talking to my brother and I was like, check out this. You know, nameplate I got, you know, while I was at the... Um, Is that in, the in only DC. souvenir you brought out of the White House? No. Some blisters. It, yeah, some blisters, which is a, a really good um, spam story as well. Um, but my brother's like, I'm pretty sure I could just print that out right now. Right now. My own. It wouldn't be legal, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> just make my own. Sure. I was like, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. You know. Uh, okay. So uh, let's back up uh, mm-hmm. for everyone who's completely confused now, uh, including me. Uh, why were you at the White House and when did this take place? Sure. So, um, Deborah Vogel, Executive Director of the United Way of Decatur and Mid-Illinois. Yes. So, um, I'm currently the president of United Way of Illinois, okay. um, board and it's the association for all of our United Ways here in Illinois and we do advocacy and, um, kind of spearheaded the Alice, um, projects okay. and that type of thing. And so um, the White House was hosting um, the state of Illinois and actually Indiana together um, at the White House to talk about upcoming things and things that have been happening statewide in both of our states. So you say the White House. What does that mean? So the invitation was from the White House. It was a we didn't actually go in the White House. We were in the Eisenhower building. Right, cross the street. Yes, well, right next door. Uh-huh. And um, it was a White House um, community um, meeting is basically what it was. So the people who hosted it. you probably don't work at the White House either. Um. Well. Not in the White House. 
There's well, very limited right. space was, in the White House. It was House. cabinet members. It was um, like anybody we know. Uh, like um, the Secretary <laughs> of Transportation. Kind of like the Blues Brothers um, at the Super Bowl, isn't it? <laughs> no, I mean, and uh, you know, Pete. Pete Buttigieg Mayor Pete. was there. Yeah. Yes, and he was amazing. Okay, well, see, that, yeah. you, you buried the lead there. <laughs> so, and then, well, they've done this with a few other states as well, and um, at those, we, I kind of feel like, you know, I we we didn't get the the full thing, but. The president was there speaking or yeah. um, the vice president. And so every every group, it's been kind of a mixture of people, I think, whoever's available. It's a scheduling and, thing. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And so um, I got to go as part of United Way of Illinois. And so it was it was really cool, um, first of all, just to be invited and to be able to represent Illinois in that way. Um, but it was um, uh, probably about 50 people from Illinois. Most of them from Chicago, sure. obviously. That's Senators, um, um, Senator Doris Turner was there, um, so I got to to chat with her. So there was a, a mixture of. Was non-profits. the mayor of Chicago there? No. Okay. Um, well, I I say that, but he wasn't. I'm just kidding. It's, I, it's an sure, inside joke for people who do news. Um, I'm sure. I don't know everybody that was there. Um, you know, I didn't get to see everybody. Yeah. You know, and 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 figure that out. But um, some nonprofit. You know, like. Um, regional nonprofit sure. leaders, that type of thing. Um, so and you, a lot of it was cool for you to go. Yes. Right. Yes. Do you feel like anything comes out of it? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's just kind of like government and like one on one, isn't it? Uh, all right. Here's the mayor of Chicago joke. He got he got into dust up with the media this week because they he said he was going to go to the border. You know, they got the migrant crisis going on up there, and he he gets really testy with the reporters. I got kids, man. You know, I'm not like another mayor. I can't just they got soccer games. Oh, there's no soccer games going on in February. <laughs> and he was at the Grammys last week. Wow. How dumb is that? <laughs> Did he just Look, pretty, not, not, that, not that there's anything he can do at the right. border. I think it's a stupid right. idea for those people to get on his stand at a fence and take a picture. But the idea that you're just, you're chiding the media for asking you about doing something you said you were going to do, and you tell them you have no time, but you were at the Grammys last Sunday. Yeah, that makes no That's sense. That's not a good look. Uh, but nothing about that administration has been. All right. So, uh, did you do anything fun while you were in Washington, D.C.? I did not. It was, so I, I was at a conference and this was a last minute thing that we found out about. And, um, so I had to leave the conference early, fly there. So I was only there for, for one night. Okay. So it was a quick, really quick trip. And did you know anybody? I, well, obviously it's Senator Turner. That was the only person I knew. How big a room was it? Um, it was, there were probably, um, it was kind of, it was a weird situation. Um, it was just a bunch of chairs set up. Um, the room was probably, I'm trying to think of a, probably double the size of my boardroom. Yeah. So I don't even know what that size would be, but it's not, it wasn't large. Um, so, and it was, we were all crammed in there. I mean, it was a tight space, but it was, it was pretty casual. So, um, the speakers came in. Did you get to meet Pete? Um, I did. We got to, and so they came in, they did their thing. Then we could ask questions. We right. could, you know, all of these things. It was, it was pretty casual. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a really great experience. I was glad I got to be a part of it and just be in the room as right. part of was the United Was he shorter Way. or taller than you thought? I think he was exactly what I expected. Okay, that's yeah. not often the case. Yeah, no, I there was nothing shocking. I, you know what, he was a great speaker. He brought a lot of energy into the room. He's a smart guy. Yeah, and it was it was just a great experience to be able to um, to listen to him and, and some of the other things going on at the White House. We used but, to have so much fun when we did the chamber fly-in for years. Um, it was always a, a great time. And, and Senator or uh, Congressman LaHood uh, always coordinated that. I think we went to one with Aaron Schock, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. And it was uh, Congressman LaHood knew everybody. And, I mean, everybody on both sides of the aisle. I mean, you would go from, here's Nancy Pelosi, right. to there's Karl Rove, and you go, <laughs> like, here's Senator John McCain, and oh, by the way, here's, I mean, and all the names. And they would, we were at the Library of Congress uh, every year, which is an amazing building. 
That's where all those great scenes and all the president's men took place with them going through the cards and everything. And there's a place you can go all the way up to the top of that thing that's like a, 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 a hundreds of years. Like it's unbelievable. So we would go, mostly hungover, and um, <laughs> you, but you could just ask questions. Yeah, I mean that it was great. That's, I mean, I think you were on the one where um, got to meet um, President Obama well before he was president. Yeah, um, just. It was amazing the people that we got to meet when we did those fly-ins. Right, and we would do our show uh, out there, uh, and it was a lot of fun. But I, it was just, it was weird because people you'd seen on TV your whole life or whatever mm-hmm. would just walk in, and they were either shorter, taller, bigger. I mean, you know, like, right. okay, I don't really have any context for this because if they're on the stage debating, they're probably standing on phone books or something. You don't know what's real. I, I feel um, Nancy Pelosi looked older then than she does now. Like she looked older when we saw her in person the than she does Nancy now. The funniest Nancy Pelosi story is she was trying to find something to identify with downstate Illinois. And you could, you know, she was just stuck on Chicago. Right. And she finally got out the Quad Cities. <laughs> <laughs> nice. As a reference yeah. point that we could relate to in downstate. <laughs> and I also remember um, what was then Congressman Rahm Emanuel before we was mayor of Chicago and before he was chief of staff for President Obama. And people are giving the Republican House a lot of grief about, and they should, uh, about this border stuff because they want to use it as an election ploy. I'll never forget Rahm Emanuel just looking at us straight out and going, because somebody said, what's going to happen in the legislation? He goes, nothing. (laughs) I'm not doing anything until the election in November. This was in the spring. So wow. that game has been played forever on both sides. Well, that's fun. I've yeah. been to Washington D.C. for a long time. Yeah, it was. Um, we it used was to go to the exciting. Russia House. Yeah. Do you remember the Russia House? Yes. I think it closed. Sadly enough. Really. I think they had some damage done because of the war in Ukraine. I mean, I think there was oh, some politics yeah. involved, and uh, it, it was an unbelievable building. And they had about eight hundred different kinds of vodka. Yeah. While I was there, I sent um, your old co-host Holly ah. a message and I was like I'm in DC thinking about our trip <laughs> thinking about the fly in yeah um lots of it's lots a great of, city yeah i mean i know they have their share problems mm-hmm. and i know i'm not talking about government i'm just talking about the city itself there are so many things to um, see i stayed at the hotel washington okay isn't that where we would go is that the rooftop bar yes. yeah mm-hmm. um yeah. they have the, the uh, is that the Hotel Washington? Yes. Okay. There's yeah. a rooftop uh, bar uh, on the top of that hotel that overlooks the White House. And it's yeah. unbelievable. You know, all this stuff you've seen in movies and TV yeah. all your life when you see it. And, and it, here's the crazy thing about Washington, D.C. If it were not the nation's capital, right, this stuff would be ridiculous. I, I, I mean, it's so <laughs> over the top. But somehow there... It kind of all fits yeah. and works. I mean, if you parked any of that stuff anywhere else, you go, what is this? This is gaudy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great, a great, it's a fun city to, to, to have some, uh, you, you do kind of get to see that they're, they're kind of self-important. I mean, there's a lot of that when you go to like visit with your congressman and the staff and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, they're. But the city itself. It's just a different energy. When you stand, when you go up to, to the, uh, the Lincoln, uh, uh, what do they call it? Monument? Monument. Is it just called the Lincoln Monument? Yeah, I think so. I thought it Lincoln had a Memorial? Name. Lincoln Memorial. Yeah. Yep. When you go up the steps to the Lincoln Memorial, and there is an X carved into the place where Martin Luther King mm-hmm. delivered his speech, you get like goosebumps. Yeah. Looking over that, because you've got the Vietnam Wall on this side and the Korean uh, War Memorial down this side, and then the cap, or, you know, the uh, you know, the Capitol and the Washington Memorial are straight ahead in that p- reflecting pond. It's like, wow. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's you know history. Yeah. And it, you're standing in places that you know all of these iconic moments happen in our history yeah. and it's it's pretty cool it's a, it's now I'm, I'm wanting to go back I, I i when did we when was the last time we were there i i didn't go the last couple ti- times that that you guys went i don't think um but man it's been a long time it well maybe it stopped after 
Well, Aaron Schock, I know Congressman Hood did it for years yeah. when he was our congressman. And then I think I, I, we went at least once uh, with with Congressman Schock, but he wasn't around for very long. Right. And then I think probably that's when it just. It and I'm not sure the last time that we took a trip out there that it had anything to do with that. Uh, I remember we did our show uh, from the Heritage Foundation because they had studios. Um, I don't know. I'll have to ask yeah, Lindsay. It's, I don't, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's always a great city. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had fun. Thank you. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. we got to do a break here because uh, we have to pay some bills. And when we get back, uh, I want to find out um, where you are. Yeah. Not like physically. Yeah. You know, overall. Sweet. Yeah. We can talk about it. All right. And what's going on with the United Way. Yeah. Because there's a lot happening. Uh, All right. Here's Nick with your three-day forecast. We'll be back with more right after this. Today, there's a slight chance of showers between 11 and 2, partly sunny, high near 60. Tonight, partly cloudy and windy, low of 47. For Friday, sunny with a high of 64. And Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 48. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 47 degrees. Your WSOY time is 849. Set those tea times as Earth Mover Credit Union presents the second United Way Open at Caddyshack Golf Pub in downtown Decatur. $1,500 in prize money is on the line, and it's anyone's to win. Book a tee time to play on the golf simulator at Caddyshack by calling 217-422-4444 or visiting CaddyshackGolfPub.com. When you arrive, tell them you're playing in the United Way Open. Donate 10 bucks to the United Way for each nine holes you play at Pebble Beach, and you're in the running. Play anytime between now and February 28th. Top 12 scores are called on Leap Day and are invited to the championship nine-hole round on Sunday, March 3rd. Earth Mover Credit Union presents the second United Way Open at Caddyshack. Can anyone catch the Defending champion Griffin Sparks. Huge thank yous to sponsors, the Country Financial Agency of Lubbock and Young, the new 49 in Mount Zion, right next door, Main Place Real Estate Agent Blake Reynolds, the Law Office of Andrew Erickson, Newhoff Media, Jim Broidery by Lance Amos, and Blake of Parlooza LLC. Join the fun at the Bushlight Comedy Series at Three Ravens and Monticello. It's Jay Chris, February 15th, 16th, and 17th. Jay Chris appeared on America's Got Talent, The Tonight Show, Jimmy Kimmel Live, and Comedy Central. I lost so much weight. It's the Bushlight Comedy Series at Three Ravens and Monticello with Jay Chris, February 15th, 16th, and 17th. Want tickets? Go to the Three Ravens Facebook page. Retirement can be scary, but only if you're not prepared. That's why AARP created thisispretirement.org. Because unless you've already retired, you're in pretirement and you still have time to plan. Learn about retirement savings options, potential tax breaks, and how you can build savings over time. Visit thisispretirement.org for free resources to help you customize your action plan and feel the retirement fear disappear. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at nowdecator.com. Gwen Stefani, what's the, it was No Doubt, right, uh, the band? Correct. Okay. I remember their performance. She's great live. They were a good band live. Yeah, um, Deborah, excuse me, I got, <laughs> got signed placard right here. I can't ignore Deborah Bogle from the United Way of Decatur in Mid-Illinois with the official White House seal of approval is uh, in studios with us here today after a bit of a sabbatical. Um, so what's going on with the United Way? What do we need to know? Well, and we, do you know? Uh, barely. Have you been briefed? <laughs> I've barely been in the office since I got back. Monday was my first day back, yeah. and um, we just had a lot going on this week. Um, and um, I haven't even been through all my emails yet, but um, working on that stuff. And then yesterday I was at the um, Capitol um, advocating for the child tax credit. Springfield, you mean? Yes, yes. yes. And so um, just, you know, a lot of different pieces happening right now, and it's a busy time as usual. Right. Um, but, yeah, we are doing our investment process this year. And so we are applications, well, Friday's the deadline, so we're getting all these applications in for um, for community investment through agency programs and um, I think right now we have over 40 applications for funding. Um, we'll start um, 
rounding up volunteers to come in and, and make those decisions and, and, and do that. And so we're, we're excited about this. It's a every two year process. So we have a little break for a year and then get back into it. So it's always great to, to see what, what's happening with the agencies, what they need, where they're at. All right. So how, what's, how long does that process take? Um, well, we've spread it out a little bit longer. We used to jam pack it all into a few weeks. Um, but this gives us more time to, we're, we'll start, um, in March and we'll end, I think the first week of May. So we'll do like one line of effort a week and then take a week off and then another line of effort. This gives us time to, um, go through the applications with a fine tooth comb. So one of the things that I'm really proud of that we do is, um, when people send applications in, and I don't know any other organization that does this, that, that, that funds is, I will read every application and if something doesn't make sense, I talk to the organization and we fix it so that when the volunteers come in, they understand everything that's happening. We don't want somebody to not get funded just because of a, a miscommunication. Um, I spell check. I make all these changes because our goal is to make sure that these applications are funded based on the quality, um, the outcomes, those things, not just that somebody, you know, misspelled words and, you know, their budget didn't make sense. And so we help them get through this process. So everybody comes in with a, with the same opportunity. Um, everything looks great. Here's all the information you need. We do mock interviews so you can come in if you're nervous. We'll help you navigate that. We'll let you present. We'll give you some feedback. We kind of know what the volunteers are looking for. So we can say, mm, you need to make sure that you cover this piece or don't talk about that piece or, you know, cause they don't care about that or it's, it's not relevant and you don't have that much time. So you, you help them put together the best presentation. We do. Be, help them be the best they can be. Yes. In front of the community members who are going to be deciding how this stuff gets allocated. Exactly. I like that. It's, it's the exact opposite of bureaucracy, you know, handing somebody a clipboard with a form and it's one size fits all. And right. It, it, you know, so uh, I get it. Uh, but there's also, I think, important on the other side of that, that the that these organizations understand, you know, they're all a good cause. There, there's a million good causes. Right. And, and I think people are way more not that it, it's scrutiny, I don't think that is the word, but people want the vetting to be done before they write a check or know that that check's doing the maximum good. Right. And so, I, you know, 30 years ago, I think it was okay to go, well, it's a good cause. Right. And people would just go, here's a yeah. check. Now you got 800 good causes, you know, being thrown at you a day through social media and everything else. I think teaching them the importance of how to sell what they do to a body of people is important for them. It really is because they will come in and we had one person um, that we worked with at an agency years ago who who came in and, and her message was, well, we would do this, but we don't have enough money. When, and we would do this, but we, we just, you know, we don't have enough staff because we don't have enough. Everything was just like this negative. Yeah. And so we worked with her and we're like, talk about all the amazing things that you're doing because your organization is great. You have great outcomes. Like they want to, the community wants to invest in something that's successful. Yeah. And um, so just those little things that we can do to help you because we don't want somebody to not fund a program because maybe the the presentation wasn't the greatest because it's not about that. So, and we, we really do talk about that with the volunteers. And yeah, what but I, to look but for. I think that though it helps them in other areas. I mean, you're not the only person they're going to ask for money from. I mean, right. you know, that gives them a better, you know, presentation to donors or, or their board or whatever it might be. Right. And that organization got more money that year Good. because people understood what they did. Yeah, absolutely. They knew the outcomes were great. And yep. so it made a huge difference. So, uh, Mayor Pete was impressive in person. He, he was, you know, I really liked him. It was, it, we could have had him to vote for, uh, yeah. you, you know, I, I I'm looking at <laughs> president Biden <laughs> for the second time in a week, by the way. Now this is on the heels of, of Trump confusing Nancy Pelosi and, and Nikki Haley. <laughs> but Joe Biden had an entire conversation about the meeting of the G7 leaders in the UK in 2021 and how literally uh, Helmut Kohl did this and this and this. Helmut Kohl died in 2017. He wasn't at the G7 <laughs> meeting four years later. Oh. I, I say this only because yeah. you inspired me. Why isn't someone like checking this stuff, you know, before, right. you, you know, like, 
Yeah. I mean, it's not like he confused a conversation he had. I do that. You could tell me two years ago, four years ago. But he's, no, at this meeting. Just do a little fact check. When you were in the White House. (laughs) 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 It's not even, it's. I mean, I think we just expect stuff like that these days. When you have 80-year-olds, yes. And I don't even, that's not a knock at 80-year-olds. All right. This was a good Oh, it's fun. Yeah? Yeah. Debbie, good to have you back. Thank you. I'm so happy to be back. UnitedWay.org? Yes, UWDecator.org. UWDecator.org. Yes. Give to good cause. That's it for us. We'll be back for our final show of the week tomorrow, bright and early 6 a.m. Have a great day. Enjoy the sunshine. WSOY Decatur and W277DB Decatur. WSOY, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecatur.com. This is RJ Crace with your stories now. The Macon County Conservation District will welcome guest speaker Karen Anderson to present her program titled More Than a Color, The Marginalization of African Beauty Through History on Saturday at 2. This is a free program, no registration required. The program is in celebration of Black History Month. The Illinois State Fair has announced award-winning singer and songwriter Jordan Davis will headline the grandstand on August 13th. Davis recently earned his sixth career number one with his two-time platinum hit, Next Thing You Know. This is the third straight number one from his album, Bluebird Days. Davis. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.